Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. Today, I think for the first time in two years, I'm having a repeat guest. Stephen Pope, who is the founder and CEO of My Amazon Guy, um, had a really good episode. I highly recommend you, you go back a few months to listen to that. But the reason I brought him back is because I've started to really jump into his content. I've uh, seen he's got a lot. He's got a really successful YouTube channel. When I mean successful, I mean, it's not the biggest one, but it's probably got the most packed information and things that, you know, uh, can actually teach you versus those uh, influencer YouTube channels where they got their, uh, you know, their sports cars that they're showing off. So uh, welcome, Stephen Pope, back hey to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. Scott, thanks for having me on again. So it's a real treat being here. Okay. All right. Well, um, so backstory, I was trying to sell my private label business, wanted to get some more things out of the way. I'm involved in too many businesses and that was one that was, should have been easy to get rid of, but uh, for, for the, after LOI, uh, this aggregator backed out and I understand why, but I st- it's still a valuable business. It's, it still made us money last year. So we've actually decided due to that to keep it. Um, and I've spent the last six weeks, weekends, I, I, I'm still learning. And actually, when I say weekends, I mean, there, uh, three weeks ago, I'm, I'm cross-country skiing. I've got my headphones in <laughs> and I'm listening to what you did with um, Michael of Ad Badger. They did a four-part series on SEO because I want to learn what it takes to rank a product in 2022. Um, And I think there's a lot of facets to make this possible, but there's some technical knowledge that is needed. I know Steven has answers here. He's got experience. um, And because his agency has, has taken off. He he told me he just hired 25 people. Just in the last week, probably going to do another 25 in the next week. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, we're, we're, you know, it's, we're investing in a bunch of internships, actually. So for, for those that are listening to this, if you, you know, just a little plug here, if you, if you want an internship to learn how to sell on Amazon, send a resume over to internships at myamazonguy.com. There you go. Um, you, uh, yeah, I think that's a great opportunity because like, you really just have to like learn, uh, get your, get your uh, hands dirty. Um, there's, there's like 50, I think there's 50,000 seats that need to be filled in our space right now. Like, I think there's a dramatic, empty amount of talent, which is why I'm trying to hire the internships. It's just really hard to run an Amazon business if you can't find the experts, right? And then with with the $13 billion the aggregators are bringing in, it's like, okay, so then now you're going to compete against the Chinese who are going direct to consumer, lowering your prices. And you got to compete against the aggregators who are increasing PPC costs 35% last year, and whatever else they're doing. And, and, just, and anyone hard. that knows anyone that knows Amazon, the aggregators will like, they'll pay them six figures. Uh, and, and, and surprisingly, the ags aren't even hiring the right people yet. Like they're hiring Amazon execs. And it's like, what are you going to do with an Amazon exec at the uh, aggregate? Like, it's just, it's just like a, a resume building experience for the investors, I think. But um, like, like in the next 12 months, we're going to see a total change. You know, if I were to say my single biggest mistake with my private label brand in the last year, we got it, got it a year and a half ago, was to not build a team of operators quickly. When I mean operators, people that are operating on the uh, flywheel of what makes a good uh, Amazon business. 
And um, I'm saying flyable because I've actually, if you go on to, uh, Steve's website, he's got a picture of what their flywheel is of the things that like they are working on for their client accounts. And um, that's SEO and PPC design and catalog. Um, so give us in your words, like, uh, you know, I, I guess what you guys' bread and butter is. Every business ever wants to grow their sales on Amazon, right? And so I feel like the best way to convert sales on Amazon and to drive traffic is by thinking about these two initiatives, traffic growth in PPC and SEO and conversion improvements in design and catalog management. And the one that usually throws people off is the catalog part. People are like, oh, what does that mean? And, and it really means all of the proactive merchandising. So your copywriting, your loading listings, your launching products, which is probably the more fun aspect of running an Amazon business. But it also includes the troubleshooting, right? The reactive things you have to do. Your listing gets yanked. You have a new policy, you know, whether it's the radio documents they want on RFD or if it's the new supplement COAs, whatever it might be. Uh, you got hijackers and unauthorized sellers, which have seemed to be actually worse in the last couple of months on Amazon than they've ever been, at least for my own brands. And so we're just we're just seeing a lot of troubleshooting needs. And so, like, if you you know, speaking of the ags and, and what they're building, I'm not aware of a single aggregator that has a catalog division for troubleshooting. It just doesn't exist. Right. And so when when we talk about like what you need to run a company on Amazon these days, it's not just a PPC expert and a business owner. It's a PPC expert, an SEO expert, a designer or design team and multiple catalog members to, to just navigate all of this stuff. And I'd argue that if you are the CEO of your company, whether you're a one man or a 10 man show, you should really learn on each of those uh, skill sets. Uh, so at least you can lead it or you, if you're hiring someone, you know what they're doing and you know what they're not, you know what you're paying for. Or, or outsource it, which right. is of course biased for me to say. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, I mean, that's, that's how the company came to be, right? Like there's just such a demand for, for expertise in this field. Like you can't go get a college degree in Amazon. You got to pay your Amazon tax. <laughs> and, and so like, I mean, I mean, like Scott, you and I, like we could, we could talk probably for the rest of the podcast about mistakes we've made on Amazon, right? Like oh. I keep, I keep a hot sauce on my desk to remind myself I'm not infallible, right? Like this is my favorite reminder, token reminder, because I paid Amazon to do my prep work for a four pound hot sauce bottle. It's glass, super heavy, and it's big. And, and they did the bubble wrap. They put on the FN SKUs. And then what did they do? They freaking shipped it out in padded envelopes. And of course, all of the pictures I got from the customer complaining, uh, you know, in the hundreds, hey, your hot sauce was shipped in a padded envelope. Are you guys idiots? No, but Amazon is. And so it's just like, you know, it just takes a lot of taxes you have to pay to understand how to navigate all this. It's a, it's a lot. So, um, yeah, no, there's, uh, she's like, you know, if I want to get on mistakes, like I make mistakes all the time, but what I really want to learn the most about is, um, how to understand how to make strategy choices around ranking products and making them succeed. Um, I know there's a lot of, uh, you know, steps along the way, like, like design catalog, uh, and SEO. And so I wanted to, now we're kind of in this uh, post-rebate world. I don't see a lot of people around that are reputable, that are recommending uh, giveaways. I don't see, Not everyone, anymore. everyone is just like, you know, uh, 
optimize your products and uh, you know, pay for traffic. Uh, and so I want to hear some of like best practices. I got a few questions coming your way. Um, and um, I, I like how you're, uh, there's a little bit of uh, swagger that you have. You're like, you know what? There's some other agencies out there that can like, you know, they can compete with us in PPC, but no one is better than uh, my Amazon guy at Catalog. Or SEO. Or an SEO. Yeah. Right. So like, like, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I dropped this big bombshell on, on, on my network and I was like, hey, every single SEO tool on the market is wrong. Right. And, and the search term field is calculated by bytes, not by characters. And, and the difference is between a byte and a character, characters count spaces, bytes do not. And so every SEO tool, we're talking the full gambit, we're talking Helium 10, Jungle Scout, Zonguru, a dozen you could name, every single one of them were counting the search term field by characters instead of bytes. Well, at my company, for the past year, we've been counting as bytes, but I didn't really like realize that everybody else was getting this wrong until I, I started looking into this. I started researching and I was like, holy crap. So I went and looked at the Amazon help files and I, and I, and I researched all of this and I realized that basically bottom line, people can get 20% more SEO juice on their search term field if they just used all of those extra spaces that they were, that all the tools were telling them not to use. Mm -hmm. So, so it's like, it's like a small thing like that. Um, and, and I think a lot of people think of, of SEO as just set it and forget it, right? But it's not, it's a continued optimization. We run multiple phases of SEO at my Amazon guy. It's, yeah. It's um, about indexing. Go ahead. Right. Let me, so you mentioned three phases of SEO and I think we'll go over them very, very briefly because I want to ask questions. And if people want to learn more, I highly recommend if you want the details of this, uh, just go on YouTube. Uh, or uh, podcast ad badger Stephen Pope, and you'll you'll hear the entire like it's really good. I mean, I uh, I listened to them all twice now. Um, first time just to like learn, second one to actually start implementing. They were groundbreaking. So so in thirty seconds, here here are SEO phases. Phase one is about indexing your search term field, no commas, no you know none of the things. Don't fall. Make sure you do all the correct things in the back end. Phase two, incremental indexing, pink word update. Take any words out of the search term field you have in your title, your bullets, et cetera. And phase three, this is this is the big one you got to replay over and over again. Strike zone update. Yes. This is keywords between ranks 20 and 50 that you need to get up to page one and you're going to redo all of your SEO fields, your title, your bullet, your plus content, your alt text, your search term field, and your PPC campaigns focused on strike zone keywords. Okay. That's the one I wanted to hit on. The strike zone is like, you know, say you're like in month five or six of a product and for search terms that you want to be selling on, you're on page two and three, you're ranked between like 20 and 50. Not a lot of people are going to buy you from those, um, you know, maybe like one or two a month. And um, uh, I feel like uh, you said something about like ranking juice or uh, like, Give me and I, I've got a few questions here, but one of them is like this idea of like juice of like, of repeating, say a search term on both a title, a bullet point and, uh, and, and your search terms field. Does that give more juice? Um, there, there, there's, there's some theory to debate on this question. So 
I like to break SEO down into indexing conversations. This is show up in the first 300 results of a search term. And then the second half is the matriculation of the rankings, which is very much what phase three it strike zone updates about, right? And, and so in a post rebate world where you're trying to figure out how do I get my product seen by more customers? I, I want to pay as little as possible, right? To make it happen. So PPC costs are up 35%. So it makes a lot more sense to invest in SEO than it ever has been before. And, and so some of the SEO debates that I've had over the last couple of years, very publicly um, trying to prove and, and, and sway the entire segment of the Amazon seller community, you know, things like A plus content, it indexes. Right. And, and, and even still today, I'll, I'll, I'll just post like a one sentence blurb on one of my LinkedIn posts and be like, and don't forget a plus content indexes. And without a doubt, I'll get three comments, people challenging me and saying it doesn't. And I'm like, well, come on guys, all you got to do is put some Spanish in your alt text on one particular photo and it will index in under 48 hours. Go do it. Go run the hypothesis yourself. It's super easy. They come back and said, yeah, that actually worked. And, and so so, so we've had a lot of these conversations about like how these techniques do work. So not only um, are they not as expensive as spending thousands of dollars on PPC, but they are effective and they're rinse and repeatable, right? So the scientific method applies here. Um, so we give all these trade secrets away and we talk about it and we like being the thought leader because we like our name getting out there and you guys can replicate all of this without paying me a dime. So, so here's the most important thing that you do when you're trying to matriculate a keyword's ranking. You need to have um, a tailored focus on the, on the entire attribute list on Amazon. So if, if I was trying to rank for the term funny wine glass, and you know, last, last year I had the number one wine glass, not just the one number one funny wine glass, I had the number one wine glass SEO ranked for one of my products. It ended up getting banned from advertising and then drop down to slot 40. And I've been there for the last 12 months. But suffice it to say, some of the techniques we talk about will help you really just get up to the top. And, and I've never run a giveaway ever. I've never done a rebate. I've never, um, never really done structural external traffic plays. I wanted to build my agency. And, and, as, and as you scale an agency, the complexities just, just stack, right? Like, because you're trying to scale up. And so as an agency gets bigger, you typically defend less ground. Right. And so I was like, man, there's so many, so much demand in the space, so many competing priorities. Same, same like uh, for the entrepreneurs that are listening to this, they can probably relate to this, right? Like as your business evolves and your time is just getting sucked more and more to all of these different things. And then you got, you know, your, your team of two turns into a team of eight, your team of eight turns into to a team of 25. And then all of a sudden, boom, you're, you're a multi-million dollar company. And, and, and so that same thing can happen at an agency. And so we decided long ago, to only defend the ground inside of Seller Central. And we'll do everything within that. And so there's, there's like some stupid things or some small things that nobody's doing that they should be doing, like social posts, right? Like this is free impression traffic available to you. And I bet you, you know, hardly anybody's thinking about SEO for social posts. But as one example to this, if you post a social post, which is free, shows up primarily on mobile phones and do this on a daily practice and you keep repeating some of these keywords over and over again, and you drive traffic to your listing, that is an indexing signal. And it's within the Amazon uh, algorithm and within the Amazon ecosystem. On, on the more, uh, and that, that was kind of a very fringe niche example yeah. of something you can do. But on the basic level, right? So if I want to take a, a wine glass and rank it for phony wine glass, well, obviously the most important thing I do is have that in my title. 
In addition to that, the search term field, you, you, you know, when we do our pink word update, we remove out words that are in the title, but when we run phase three, we'll put things back in on purpose. And that is because when you have repetition of an exact match keyword on a page, you're sending uh, buyer intent signals that this is a very important keyword for you. And it can move you from position 40 to position 15 as an example. So you'll stuff it into the title. You'll stuff it into the bullet points, the A plus content. I can't stress this enough. If you don't have A plus content with 500 words of crawlable text, this is 500 words outside of the images. This is the most important thing you could change and do today. In addition to that, even if you don't have a copywriter on hand to, to generate 500 words of copy on the fly, there's alt text available behind each individual photo. Each individual photo can have 100 characters, not to be confused with bytes in this instance, um, of, of alt text inside of the photo. And, and so if you've got 16 photos, let's say you got like a big module here and some media modules and multiple photo modules. And then finally, at the very bottom, one of my favorite modules is the product grid module. And that's where you can compare and contrast your own products or upsell, go for AOV plays, um, or, or just quite frankly, sell your good, better, best model, right? A lot of different things you can do in the product grid. It's my favorite underrated module. Does, does that product grid do some people ever like put competitor products there? I would not know. <laughs> um, so, so if I was going to talk about a competitor, I would never do it by name and I would never put it in. I would never put their product in to real estate. Yeah. 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 No, no. Um, but, but what I would do is in a secondary image or, or in an image inside of a plus content is, is maybe do like the generic comparison, like us versus them. And, and, and then you could do like a, um, you know, the, the, the grid chart that compares and contrasts be like, ours includes this, this, and this, theirs includes this, this, and that. And this is why this is more valuable. Ours is made out of steel. Theirs is made out of aluminum or whatever. Sure. Yeah. And, and so there's, there's a lot of things you could do with that, but, but it's historically speaking, like it's, it's basically like a mini parentage down on your A plus content. If you think about it that way. Um, and so you can connect variations, but you know, they've gotten really harsh on parentage rules. And so it's much harder yeah. to connect your variations together. But in A plus content, it's still Wild Wild West. And so is the brand store, quite frankly. Fun fact, did you know that you can put a secondary brand's ASINs on your brand store? Uh, as, you mean uh, a second brand on your store? Yes. So I have, I have two brands that cater to women. One is called Momster and one's called Age of Sage. And I will cross-link my products between the brand stores. Really? Yeah. And so like, that's totally cool and kosher. Amazon has any problem with that. We actually have some clients that would, would put, would like reach out to other brands and be like, Hey, you know, let's go in on this. Let's link to each other and, and, and go cross back and forth. Um, I, I don't know how valuable that is. It's pretty hard to measure those kinds of things, but the fact is you have more control and more mechanisms than, than you might think of initially. Right. It's, it's not just plug and play. There's, there's a lot of optimization techniques that you can do. Um, as another example or another value add, you could, you could A-B test your main photo um, and, and, you know, give PicFu a, a little plug here. Um, in less than an hour, you can get 50 different uh, responses telling you what to do. And so on, on some of my listings, when I, when I launched my, my Mother's Day kit um, last year in May, I generated $144,000 in three weeks with $11,000 in PPC spend. 5,000 of that keyword spend, by the way, was on one single keyword broad match. Gifts for mom. And, and so this will kind of tie into our SEO conversation a bit. Uh, but before I do that, let me talk about how I A-B tested the main photo four times. I did soaps with, with or without box, soaps with or without labels, 
Soap's position in a plus sign versus a square sign and soaps with box versus a flower on in the front. And, and through all of this iteration and testing, um, you know, we found out that there's a certain cadence or a certain look that gets more clicks, which improves your CTR. Does CTR affect SEO? Yes, it does. Oh, click through yeah. rate has a massive impact on SEO. Oh no, click through rate is huge. Right. So, you know, random average category, your click through rate on ads could be anywhere from 0.3 to 0.35. Um, if you're above that, you're in pretty good shape. It, this is category dependent, of course. Um, but, but, but uh, like, you know, agnostic on category, that's kind of what I would expect. Um, so, so you have all these tools that are available to you. And a lot of people just, just, they're looking for like that chase. They're looking for that, you know, Hey, let me just pay money to a rebate program and check out. Right. Like that's what they, they want the easy way out. Well, the easy way outs have all been patched. If you will, the, those options have been nerfed, uh, for the video game players out there. And so when those kinds of techniques no longer work, what do people do? They go back to the basics and, and, and the basics, there's just so many basics available, right? So many things that people can do. Um, I'll throw one more on here. Here's, here's another five minute hack for you today. The brand story is an additional module on top of the A plus content. I can't tell you, like every time I get on a prospecting call with a new potential client, I have yet to see a single person on a prospecting call actually have their brand story filled in. This is an entire module on top of A plus content you can fill in today and everybody has access to it. And so like when you think about e-commerce versus Amazon, Amazon's a very different form of e-commerce, right? So like if you think about your Shopify website or whatever, WordPress, and, and on that kind of website, you could have a very clean page, your buy box, and, and then you're only talking about your own single product. And, and it's basically a single page, no, nothing below the fold, right? Well, on Amazon, there's a hundred different rabbit holes a consumer can go down when they go to your ASIN. And so all of the e-commerce theory that's been built from like the year 2000 to the year 2015 is thrown out on Amazon. Like it just doesn't even apply. On your website, you want to take up as little space as possible. But on Amazon, the opposite is true. You want to take up as much space as possible. So this is why you want to slam 500 words of copy in there. This is why you want to slam these extra modules with giant pictures, your brand story, your A plus content, et cetera, and take up as much space as possible. This is why virtual bundles, which definitely do not drive any sales whatsoever, are still a good idea from a defensive standpoint because they take up space. All of these uh, things that keep the consumer from going down a different rabbit hole are highly impactful defensive yeah. maneuvers. Uh, that's cool. That's a, um, okay, I'm going to jump into um some questions i don't know and maybe we we don't it's just some things that i've been thinking about recently um how quickly does amazon like recreate indexing or refresh rankings daily definitely daily and the more traffic the listing has the more likely you'll see it move faster okay um then there, there's also geo paul you know geo uh, location differences right so like um you might see if somebody's searching, I just have this random item on my desk here. So if, if, if you're like a whiteboard marker trying to purchase one, you're in New York and black is the most common color to be purchased in New York, then the number one, um, you know, keyword in New York is going to be black, black, uh, well, it's the, not the keyword, but the, the result is going to be the black marker. But in California, for whatever reason, those Californians, they really like blue. And so the blue marker will show up in SEO slot number one for whiteboard marker. And you'll see different geography keywords as well. I need to come up with a better example than that. No, no, that's, uh, I think pretty straightforward. Um, 
Now, I've got a product that's in a very competitive category, ping pong paddles. You know, you got to imagine you're up against uh, Chinese sellers, but like we tried a strategy where um, I just had to like unload a lot of inventory. So I just priced very aggressively. And then we started to rank a little bit better. What would happen yes. um, if we, you know, uh, increase our prices back to what we want? Like, would we... Uh, tell, tell me the tell me the specific price range. So, um, what we would like to sell it at is twenty five dollars. Yep. What our competitors are selling is usually twenty five to thirty. But if we go down to like if we go down to twenty, at our, our break even is like nineteen dollars. We go down to like eight, nineteen or twenty. You know, we we just really start to sell a lot more. And yeah. what kind of what kind of BSR difference are you seeing? Um, from like fifty thousand down to like ten thousand. Yeah, so that's pretty substantial. Uh, like, and, and like the difference between 10,000 and 9,000 is like bigger than the difference between 50,000 and 10, right? Like there's just an exponential growth available. Um, so, so that's, it's a really interesting scenario. One of the things I would do is I would go down, um, during your low seasons, right? Cause there's gotta be certain seasons that a product sells better or worse. Right. And, and price lower right before the busy season starts and try and jockey, like literally think of jockeying, like you know, horse rider, jockey, and jockey for keyword position. And so if you do this in advance, when you, when you usurp the competition with some jockeying technique, uh, then you raise that price, you'll maintain the ranking. Um, and so one of the things that I think a lot of people confuse or don't understand is that if you switch out some keywords you've already ranked on and you go to new ones, you'll actually maintain the old ones quite well, almost one for one. Um, so, so the same concept with BSR, right? So like, you know, that wine glass I talked about that got banned from advertising, I normally sold it for 15 bucks, right? And there's not a huge market for people spending $15 on a silly wine glass with a stupid saying on it, right? But during um, that Black Friday rush, I, I busted it down to $9.99 and I broke into the BSR of like the top 1,000. And, and then once I broke that, I then went to 12 bucks. And then I went to 13 and went up to 15 and I maintained the BSR in the top 5,000 going into Christmas. And so like that sort of concept with the ping pong paddles would work. It really would. Um, but when you do this at the same time, what you're also going to want to do is refresh the SEO juice, refresh every field available on the listing, main image potentially even as well, and run some heavy PPC on some select strike zone keywords. And then you don't need to lower the price for that long. It might only be like 10 or 14 days. Yeah. No, I, uh, um, I mean, already like, so we've already priced it back up and it's a little sticky. Like it's selling be better than it was before. And, yep. uh, but you know, I'm kind of thinking like, well, do we go bigger with this strategy? <laughs> you know? Um, and, and I, I think there's opportunity. Um, now, um, do you, with, with products like that are stocking out? Um, Always my favorite problem to have. Yeah. Do you price up on the way Absolutely. out? Absolutely. Yes. And, and so I know there's a lot of competing theory in the space about whether you should go out at high velocity or slow it down. I believe a stock out is far more damaging than a slower velocity. And, and so Amazon will penalize that far greater, in my opinion, um, based on what I've seen. Mm -hmm. um, also, I'm a businessman. And so I, I do like margins, right? So like I'm a growth marketer at heart. And I always speak about traffic and growth and conversion. But at the end of the day, 
if we didn't make profit, nobody would care do anything, right? Yeah. No. And so, so, so if you have a guaranteed inevitable stock out, 100% of the time you should raise the prices and, and just try and maintain as much margin as you can on the way out. When you go back in stock, you, you will have a chance to like go heavy and ham. Like first two weeks, I would, I would go break even or even loss on PPC just to restart the listing. But, but I, would, I would go out of stock with a higher price. Um, if you start dropping in rankings, what's your go-to? So a lot of the products that I sell are seasonal. And so like this happens to me all the time. Um, and so we also, we also service more than 200 brands at my Amazon guys. So we see, you know, what, what, what a normal account would see in the course of a year, we see like daily. Um, and so keyword link ranking loss happens all the time. And, and by the way, I'll, you know, also kind of tie this into the rebate play. Um, so I took a coaching call the other day with a gentleman, um, who, who had ranked keyword, you know, number one for, for, for a keyword with over 25,000 search file. And the reason the coaching call happened was because he'd lost all his keyword ranking and he couldn't figure out why. And so during the dialogue and the Q and a, in the first five minutes, identified he'd run a rebate for that keyword. And so what Amazon is now doing, instead of giving you um, some value to that, they're actually deranking you. He was completely unindexed for the keyword. So, so definitely don't run rebates right now. That's, that's the moral of the, the podcast for sure. Um, but some of the things that you're going to definitely do is you're going to redo the copy that's front facing, the, the keywords that are in the back end. And then probably the most important thing, the fastest fix to a, to a deranking problem is actually PPC spend. And, and so you're going to create a, a de dedicated campaign with higher than normal bids where you're going to advertise at a probably loss to try and rejuvenate that keyword. Um, how, so I've noticed sometimes like, uh, we had one search term that I was like targeting generated 30, 40 sales and on PPC. And I still didn't see like a, a ranking shift. Does the ranking shift happen slower on PPC or? There's a lot of variables. Uh, so it depends on the, the volume of the keyword, right? So like how stiff is the competition? What's the, what's the volume of the keyword? Um, it also could depend on like, okay, of those PPC cells that you generated, would you have generated those in addition where the incremental um, but, but I, you know, I, I do patch notes every so often on where I think like the algorithm is signaling and, and absolutely, I do think PBC is more impactful than it was a year ago. Um, and, and so like where I think that the next patch is going to come in is the external traffic play. Um, now that rebates are nerfed, what is the next external traffic SEO signal? Uh, hard to say exactly, but, but, uh, I do think that you know, if you got 35 sales on a specific keyword and it was in like a three day span or a seven day span, something like that, Scott. Yeah. Yeah. It was like three days. I mean, we spend a lot. It didn't like, it wasn't like the best, uh, ACOS. Uh, it was the ACOS was like 60, 70%. Okay. Um, do you know your conversion rate on that listing? I, I didn't, uh, I didn't look at it. It wasn't bad. So, um, so, so if you, the number one prevention of holding a rank, not necessarily generating the rank, but holding the rank is conversion rate. And so as you're listing, you know, you start spending some more money on a PBC keyword and let's say you shut it off and then it just deranks right back to where it was. What that would mean would be you have a conversion problem. Um, in your instance, it's, you know, jury's still out. There's a lot of variables here. Um, but like uh, how, uh, you know, what kind of BSR did this listing have? Are we still talking about the paddles? Um, this is actually, 
a resin kit, a UV glue. Okay. <laughs> All right. So super boring product, right? Um, but, uh, you know, like watching paint dry, if you will. Um, and, and what was the volume of the keyword in question? Very high. 20, 25,000. So, so a 25,000 search volume keyword would need to be definitely 200 orders to, to really make a needle move. Right. And then what was the rank that you were stuck at? Um, Oh, I, I actually didn't look at the rank very much. I was looking at like the, uh, just like the organic position and it was, uh, generally stuck, you know, like 75, hundred, 125. So, so if you're in, you know, keyword rank, SEO keyword rank, that is 75 to hundred and you generated 32 orders, that surprises me that it wouldn't move up faster than that. Um, cause that seems like a, a really good, you know, even if it's 25,000 search volume, you're still only jockeying at the very bottom, right? At like 75 to hundred. So if, if you were getting stuck in position 40 through 50, it would make a little bit more sense, but there's, there's definitely something holding you back on that listing for sure. Yeah. Cause the order should have done more than they did. Um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll research that again. I mean, the truth is, is I just jump around from product to product and like experiment to experiment. Absolutely. Serial yeah. entrepreneur you are. Still. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, the pro- there's a problem. There's some problems there though, because you know, you don't see something to, to, to meet their success. But, um, so one thing that I didn't really do up until, you know, more recently is really iterate on design, uh, to just m- keep improving your products. Cause, and, I think that was like a pretty big uh, mistake not to do that because that investment um, is how you're going to beat your competition in the long run. I really feel strongly about design um, and you know giving people that that are making split decisions uh, and a little bit more confidence in your product. And if we took talked about like patch notes for an Amazon listing, bullet points are nerfed, right? Like people are not reading bullet points. You know what they are doing though? They're staring at your secondary images. These are the photos stack above, no. above the fold on the left. So with that in mind, like I, I totally agree with you on both those things where um, is with bullet points, I found that like, you know, most of the time, like even just the first sentence of a bullet point, okay, we'll make that like readable. Um, would you start to get a little bit more keyword stuffing after? Not just a little bit, a lot. Okay. <laughs> like, like uh, I, I, I think that the consumer is well onto the game of what's going on, right? Like I saw a TikTok video the other day of this dude, like explaining computer chair SEO and titles. It was hilarious. <laughs> Should definitely add that to the show notes if you can find it. And, and so like he, he just started reading off like the keywords that people were stuffing into the title. It was hilarious. And, and so like consumers are, are used to it, right? They're not buying it based on the title. They're not buying well, it based on the books. And, and the average consumer, I mean, like you're really only going to read the first few words. First uh, five words, really. Um, like and you're, you're going to look at the main image. Like when you're looking at a title that has four lines of a title, like you're, I'm out. You're, your eyes naturally just will like glance the top, look at the image and that's it. That's exactly right. And so if you look at the litmus test of like how quickly does a consumer make their buying decision, it's usually 17 seconds on Amazon. I made that number up, but that's about what I think it should be. Oh, and, yeah. and, and so five second test is like the first hurdle. And then if you get past that, then you're getting to 17 seconds. So I think we'll, I think we'll get 80% of consumers will stay 17 seconds. 
And during that time, if you think about it, like how much could they do in 17 seconds? They're going to look at three photos and, and the first five words of the title. And, and, and so if you haven't spent a lot of time working on your photo stack, like, you know, one of the things I talk about all the time on my podcast is how, could, how, how marketers are built to do profiling and do the exact opposite of what a political tent does, right? So if you're, if you're head of the uh, one particular political party, your job is to make the tent as big as possible, right? You want as many voters as possible. Well, in marketing, the opposite is true, right? In marketing, you want to profile and push people away. Your job as a marketer is to push as many people as away so that you attract a very specific set of people. I see listings all the time. Like I was, I was looking at one of the products for Beast, uh, uh, you know, the other day, and they sell uh, some groin cream, and they were putting pictures of, of both men and women on it. And I was like, "Why are you doing that? Right? Like, like go all in. It's a, it's a specific demographic you're targeting, right? You can't, you can't cater to both audiences. You know, a woman that's going to buy this is going to want to buy it for the man because it's a manly product, right? Like." And so there's all kinds of examples and target demographics you could talk about. And I've actually heard this, I'm pretty sure it's a legit strategy um, that say you have a product like that, that's, you know, a cream that could work for both uh, men and women, um, that you actually just launch it and one of them's titled for, for men and one's titled for women, same product, just marketed differently. Very good idea. Fact of the matter is, this has been done by the big brands like Unilever for years. When you go to the grocery store and you look at the women's shampoo bottle and the men's shampoo bottle, and you actually take the time to read the ingredients, they're the same damn ingredients, right? Like, like they're the same. Yeah, the women's but, but, bottle but, costs, but the, but the packaging is like packaging is different. Know, the, the men's is going to be like either like a, a gray, like you know, some mm-hmm. sort of like you know, blue and gray colors. Maybe. It's larger and cheaper and the women's product is smaller and more expensive. Oh my goodness. And, and it works. It freaking works. Like, like gonna... again, use, use the hypothesis, scientific method, go to the grocery store right now after listening to this podcast and test it out yourself. You'll see. <laughs> I it's can't great. wait to make a very unpopular comments to my wife tonight. <laughs> <laughs> As in, Hey, you should just use my men's products. <laughs> or like just make fun of her for uh, always going for like the exclusive expensive stuff. Um, She's, she's definitely, you know, well, you like, can't, you can't, you can't uh, believe reviews on Amazon anymore. Right. They're all fake. Right. right? So <laughs> what do you do? Well, you just, you just, you just buy based on buying signals, I guess. Yeah. It's no, no longer totally. about reviews. Per- perceived, perceived quality. It um, is. and yeah. Um, so, um, of everything that like, you know, 2022, like, you know, if we're talking about ranking, like there, I like there, you do need to work on all of those things that we talked about, uh, you know, design, copy, SEO. Um, what and SEO you- has to come before design. Like you can't go for the aesthetic pleasing. You have to program the design for SEO. It's more important. Indexing is more important. What, is, what do you mean by that? Um, so, so, so like uh, all the time, like I'll, I'll get pushed, it's especially true with like big name agencies. They're always trying to make the most beautiful aesthetic pleasing designs of all time, right? Think New York agency type styling. And they look great, honestly. Uh, they're, they're very aesthetically pleasing to the eye. But the fact of the matter is 500 words of copy with crappy looking A-plus content will do more sales than aesthetically looking positive A-plus content. So obviously you want to marry the both, but at the end of the day, SEO trumps design 100% of the time in the A-plus content section. 
Um, yeah. Okay. I, I got you there. I was wondering if you were hitting on something about like, you know, SEO from like, if you're looking at the second and third image, I actually think the second and third image are like, you know, they're your playground for differentiating yourself. They're Absolutely. That, that, that most people will look at, especially on their phone. And um, I think that's a key point you're talking about there too, because how do people shop? They look on their phone. And the reason they're not looking at the bullet points is because Amazon's moved the bullet points down. And oh, said, you just, you know, it's like, it's like Tinder. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yes. No swipe. Right. And look at the images. That's what they're doing with your product. They're tindering your product. Yep. Um, is there, there's, uh, that, that, like the idea that you just said, like, you know, have SEO before your design. Does that make sense when you're designing your second and third photo? In this case, there's no SEO value behind the secondary images. There is some like hypothesis that if you title the image when you load it, that could have some impact, but but none of these signals are provable because the um, the source code does not back that up. Sure. So so not, nor does any help file or anything like that. So so you you could go the extra mile and do that, but at the end of the day, um, the the A plus content modules do have an impact. Uh, they do have alt text and there are some things. So, so SEO comes first in the A plus content section over design. But when it comes to the secondary images, I don't believe there's any SEO signals inside of them beyond the conversion factors. So here is your spot to convert the consumer, merchandise the consumer and convince them that, hey, this is the right product. I need it right now. And this is the right price. So let me hit the added cart button. Yep. Um, okay. So let's, uh, I just wanted to synthesize all we said, like in 2022, like, what do you think, uh, maybe we left an idea on the table, um, is like most important. Cause like, I just like want to rank, you know, I want that, like, you know, that 10,000 to 9,000, uh, bestseller rank. And, um, Obviously, like not one thing does this. It just takes work and it takes, uh, you know, skill or it takes uh, a good, uh, a good hire, <laughs> um, whether that's an agency or uh, an employee. Um, you need a full Avengers cast. You're not going to be able to take Hulk and say, go do PPC. You're not going to be able to take Black Widow and tell her to lift all of the inventory, right? Like, so you need a full ensemble to go do all of these things. Uh, but, but at the end of the day, uh, if you, if you just take five minutes of effort every day, trying to better something and make one moderate improvement, you're going to see a cumulative effect. Now, never launch a product unless everything is ready. Make sure your video is up, your six image stack, your, your title, your bullets, your A plus content. And most importantly, don't forget to use the launch date inside of the more details section of your edit of your inventory page. Right. And so if, if you wait until FBA fully checks in and you have all of these things ready and your advertising campaigns are already segmented out and you hit the live button, you're going to be able to replicate the success of a honeymoon period that everybody talks about. Now, a mature listing and how do you like recover a mature listing that's deranking and having some challenges? You, you have a lot of levers you can pull. We talked about a lot of levers in the podcast today. Uh, everything from photos, design, packaging main image, title, bullets, A plus content, backend search terms, your advertising. You know, we didn't spend hardly any time talking about advertising, but at the end of the day, if, if you spend advertising in additional areas, you're better off. If your conversion rate is north of 20%, I can confidently tell you you're leaving sales on the table. You should be spending more on ads. If your tacos isn't at least 11%, 
you're leaving sales on the table. You got to spend more on ads. And, and I think, you know, two years ago, I tell people tacos of 10%. Today, I'm telling them 12, 13, 14%. We're seeing costs go up, margins are squeezing, which is why you got to yeah. raise your prices. That's right. And raising your prices while you're deranking is a little, a uh, little convoluted. Yeah, it's a it's a tough game. Uh, that's that's why you got to show up and 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 kind of outdo your competition. It's a very competitive market. Not what it was like five, six, seven years ago, where all you had to do is show up. I mean, um, I used to get. I, I was part of the Amazon beta PPC testing, and and I got rice cooker clicks for the term rice cooker for two cents a click, and I sold like two thousand a month in rice cookers. Like it's just insane. Like. Nowadays, it's like, okay, to replicate in some fields, you're like three, four, five dollars a click on average. It's insane. Well, and if you get in the grocery uh, where they're like, they're uh, hedging against lifetime consumer value, they're like. And their margins are low in grocery, right? It's like grocery is like one of the lowest margin businesses on Amazon. So that's, and, and, and keep in mind too, the weight, right? So we talked about my hot sauce, like the weight in shipping and shipping and the damages and the expiration. So like, Grocery, not the category I would suggest the bootstrapping entrepreneurial. No, 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 no. Yeah, you got to know. You got to know the category. Um, all right. Well, um, thank you so much for coming on, uh, Stephen. Um, lots of, I'd say probably like 10 different like nuggets that people can can take. I've got a few that I took together. And because I really want my products to succeed, you know, uh, this year. So, um uh, thank you. If people want to reach out to you or learn more about you, uh, where should they find you? Uh, I hang out on YouTube. I answer all the comments myself. Go over to youtube.com slash my Amazon guy. Uh, if you want to say, hey, really love the show with Scott. You want to make me feel good. Send an email over to podcast at my Amazon guy.com. I read every single one of those. Um, and, you know, it'd be cool to hear from you. All right. Um, and I'll give him a plug. Uh, so I've actually hired uh, my Amazon guy twice to, you know, help us in certain jams, they do brand registry for uh, people if you want to get that that done quickly. Um, so Tra trademarks, $825 in the US. We now just launched international trademarks. We do Canada, we do Europe, um, a lot of different things we can do for people. So if you're launching a new brand in 2022, never a better time to get that trademark early. And then we also hired uh, my Amazon guy to move branded uh, products from one brand to another. <laughs> That's, that is one of the dirtiest things that we do right now. Sign <laughs> me up. Uh, you know, what, what's the guy's name? Uh, Mike something. He, he's always doing dirty jobs. What's that guy's name on television? I'm not sure. Somebody in the comments is going to help us out on this one. Uh, it'll come to me right when we stop recording, but, but yeah, we are the, we are that guy's version in the Amazon catalog. We do all of the dirty work. We do all of the dirty jobs that people just really want the peace of mind that don't have to deal with it and check out. So yes, yeah, send me your dirty jobs, guys. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up today's episode. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, make sure. Micro. Oh, <laughs> Micro is his name. <laughs> there you go. You got it before we end it. Uh, uh, thanks for listening and nice we'll guy. catch you on the next episode. All right. Take care. One, two, three. Yeah.